Welcome to the LodgeCast, the official podcast show of Gentleman'sAvenue.com. I'm your host, Mr. M. This is being recorded at the Lodge in Whittier, California. We're on the 13th floor of Whittier's tallest building. We're in the penthouse suite. Today's a beautiful day. It's, you know, it started a little bit overcast, but it's clearing up now. We could see Catalina Island, downtown Los Angeles, all the way from the top of the building. You're tuned in to episode 30. I have two great guests lined up. I have the, the founder and the host of KO Artist Sports. He'll be here, and my good friend Ellie will be chopping it up, so you're going to want to stay tuned, tuned for that to come up a little bit later today. Uh, remember, you can find all... All these podcasts and vodcasts on the website, iTunes, Google Play. They're also on social media, at the LodgeCast. So don't forget, there's not only the podcast, which is the audio-only portion, but there's also the vodcast. So whatever images or videos or whatever we put up in this show, if you want to check it out or you just want to go, you know what, I want to see what the 13th floor penthouse suite looks like if you want to see this multi-million dollar state-of-the-art facility you could tune in to watch you want to see our ugly mugs or whatever um, tune in to watch it so anyways that's that um it's been a long damn while since i've done a show uh, i know we're on episode 30 so this is a little bit over a year but uh you know 30 episodes in the bucket um, not only have I had, you know, amazing people here, uh, you know, bands, I've, I've had uh, two bands do an actual full performance. I've had a lot of musicians come through, uh, big Citric, uh, George Lopez's co-star come through. I had celebrity chef Denise Portillo here. I mean, looking back on everything that's happened, it's, it's amazing. I mean, out of something like, you know, as, as you guys know, something totally terrible, you know, going through something uh, physically that uh, the podcast was born and it gave me, um, you know, something to be doing and be productive. Uh, and I always tell you guys, no matter what you're going through, find something, find something that's going to keep your mind off the madness and, uh, you know, give you something to look forward to each and every day, you know, because, you know, the, there's a lot of people out there struggling with a lot of issues. It's not just the opioid epidemic, but uh, depression, anxiety. There's a whole bunch of stuff. But find something, man, painting, drawing, whatever it is. Maybe it's a podcast. Maybe you're like, you know what? I'm going to see if uh, Whittier's tallest building has another floor available. 
whatever you want, but find something, man. Find something that's your passion and uh, something that'll keep you busy. So I'm glad to be back. Um, everything's working. Uh, <laughs> I made sure that the audio was recording and the camera's recording uh, a couple times. Um, a few episodes when I started doing it, like every two months, I screwed up. You know, <laughs> we went through like 15, 20 minutes and I looked and I go, oh my God, nothing's recording. <laughs> so anyways, uh, everything is recording. And so that's the latest and the greatest. But let me bring my guest onto the set. Come on down, guys. Come on onto the set. What's up, fellas? Here we are. Happy to be back. Going on, going on. <laughs> How was the elevator right up? It was long. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the you know the elevator operator, he's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. He, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. The guy in the restroom gives mints though. I like that. Yeah, that's that's uh I remember that from my club days, the the men the in the in the bathroom. That was that guy came came through. Right, go big or go home, yeah, right? Yeah, man. Especially around one forty five when it was it was you know closing out, you trying to trying to wrap something up. We needed that guy. <laughs> he was the pinch hitter, huh? Yeah, he was right there for us. Made sure you made it home safe, huh? <laughs> How's it going, Ellie? So okay, first of all, to my left here, I have Go ahead and introduce yourself. So, uh, my name is Steven Cureño. Um, like he said, I am uh, started uh, my YouTube channel almost about three years ago. So, uh, I've been running that, KO Artist Sports on YouTube. Check mm -hmm. it out if you're uh, interested in any fight sports, boxing, MMA, that stuff. But, uh, but I've been doing it. And just kind of what you were saying, man, to find something you're passionate about. Uh, just kind of a quick story. I actually got laid off. Mm -hmm. And the next week was uh, Canelo Cotto press conference here mm -hmm. in L.A., open to the public, all that stuff. And I had... Um I had snuck into press conference stuff before because I'd you know be all borracho and just kind of go well you know what, what can I get into you yeah, know what yeah. I mean fake it right yeah fake it until you make it that's man. right that's, that's right uh, and that's exactly what I did that day went with my brother and I was just like you know what let's just uh, we went to where the fans were supposed to be and obviously that we're you know we're all kind of blocked off from everybody. Um, I was like, you know, we're just going to act like we're media today and like just kind of ask security. Hey, where's media go? Where's media go? Walked up. We started seeing the people with like the big cameras and the, you know, the girls in the like, you know, short dresses and, uh -huh. the, you know, with the microphones, like the anchors and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, it's getting real. And so we uh, but yeah, we just I think I was right behind um, Univision signing in. Uh -huh. and she was telling them something and then she comes up to me and i was like oh i'm sorry i missed that started i actually came up with my name right then and there ko artist sports like right trying to come up with some bs <laughs> to write on the paper i was like oh but i remember you faked like you were taking notes the first time oh yeah you yeah, so pretended that was, you were yeah, yeah so that was when i was still a fan i uh i went to new york to watch a fight and uh -huh. i snuck into the press conference and i was like in a suit all that and um and yeah, it was just the press conference going and I was like, yeah, you know, I want to ask a question. <laughs> so I like raised my hand. I grabbed like a paper and a pen from someone, started like writing it down like it mattered. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, what do you, you know? I was asking my question as a fan. Like, yo, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So sure enough, Wentz. Um, so kind of, you know, back to Canelo Cotto. Once, once I was there, I just kind of, you know, wrote my name down. Mm -hmm. They bought it. We got wristbands. We're in the room, and uh, you know it was, a, it was uh, Mexico versus Puerto Rico rivalry that that fight, right? So everyone's asking, "What do you think about the rivalry?" It's a big in boxing, so it's you know, what's your favorite fight in the rivalry? Where does this you know whatever? And so everyone's kind of getting tired of asking, answering those questions. Mm -hmm. So the the room's kind of dying down, and questions are coming like a little more less frequently. And so I asked Miguel, go to the Puerto Rican guy. I was like, "Hey, uh, 
what I was like, what's your favorite Mexican food? And so the whole room kind of looks at me, kind of starts laughing. He laughs and he's like, oh, you know, tacos al pastor. And so he, everyone, the whole, everyone kind of laughed. And that was just kind of the beginning. I was like, you know what? Hey, I could do this. Like, and that's how it began. (laughs) (laughs) So you made it happen. You just went, you know, uh, that's the crazy part, right? Is you got laid off Mm -hmm. and obviously you were into this. Yeah. I've been in fight sports sports forever. Yeah. Since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, And I met you through. Ellie. Yeah. And so we have Ellie here. Ellie, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Ellie. I'm back. Happy to be back. I thought I wouldn't be back after the last time I was here. The big boat that was coming out, the big boot. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I was happy. He asked me to come back and I said yeah. And I've I've known Steven for over uh, 10, 15 years about. Yeah, since you were twenty one. You turned twenty one the year right. I met you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a while. So yeah, it's been mm-hmm. yeah. That's good, man. So here you are you 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 know being laid off i mean having that uncertain future right it sucks yeah Yeah, no it wasn't um you know what i I didn't love the job so i wasn't like oh man but devastated uh, yeah Yeah. you know it was more it was actually seven minutes from my house it was like literally door to door like i leave my door and get to that door like within seven (laughs) minutes yeah it was the best i came home for lunch cooked myself lunch took a nap on my couch um i was home within seven minutes so I, you know i could start working out a real by, long commute you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah i can start i was working out by 5 15 when most people are getting yeah. in their car you know what i mean like so so I, I was really lucky with that stuff saving money on lunch obviously things like that but um so yeah when i got laid off i kind of saw it coming it was a small company and they had just hired somebody big and it was kind of one of those like if results don't happen instantly big changes need to Next, happen so yeah. when it happened i was like oh well i kind of figured but yeah, I don't know. My uh, my girlfriend at the time told me, she was like, well, you could do anything you want in the world right now. So what is it that you want to do? And I've been wanting to get into to boxing and MMA, like somehow. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Like first I was thinking of working for a promotion company, maybe being a matchmaker. Um, but one thing I didn't like about that aspect of it was that like I had to, like, you know, if if my fighter went to decision i have to kind of say my fighter won even though like i might have thought he got his ass kicked in real life yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy's team you know so i have to kind of be like you know I, I thought he won even when i didn't so that you couldn't the, be independent yeah and so the dishonesty of it kind of like i, was like, I don't like that like i want to be able to be like no we lost we got our ass kicked you know what yeah. i mean like it, it happened so then i just realized I mean, you know what maybe media is where it's at because i could go to any shows i want i can i can give my opinion and i'm not gonna you know be criticize for it or whatever i guess i still would be but you know what i mean i'm not gonna like get fired for giving my opinion if i thought we lost we lost you know or or whoever it is so um so yeah so i just kind of found my niche and once once i asked that question i realized you know what like i i I can kind of show my personality get these guys laughing Mm -hmm. maybe you know not answering the same everyone has the same question we go to a lot of our friends had already told them maybe yeah it's true you should try it so you guys already had seen like right yeah yeah i mean a lot of friends we would go to the boxing fights together and sure. we would hang out together and after the fight uh, he would always go down to the bottom and try to sneak in and it's got to hustle yeah, you have to true, man. Yeah. i mean yeah you know the way i look at it like this show um i don't mind i i will hit up anybody mm-hmm. i i i will have no problem going on social media and being like hey i want you on my show yeah mm-hmm. and even though i'm thinking like you know if it's an actor or you know a musician they're 
what's the worst they're going to tell me? No. They're not no. going to beat That's me it. up yeah. and, you know, maybe the restraining order. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, it's true. I, I tell I tell people all the time, like, the worst they could say is no. Yeah, I mean, so, what's... And that's what it is right now. It's a no. So just ask them. And it could be a yes. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. it's taking, you know, a risk uh, when change happens. Right. Right. Not yeah. a lot of people uh, want to, uh, you know, be taking risk. I mean, don't you think, Ellie? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like taking risks, but yeah, sometimes no. yeah, that's true. sometimes you do, oh. and sometimes you get the you get better results from taking risks than to always play it safe. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. No. So luckily, I and you uh, were forced into it. See, just like yeah. myself. I. I mean, literally, I. I. I didn't lose my job. Um, circumstance made it where you know whatever. I'm no longer at the moment able to to do what I used to do. Um. But for eight months, I didn't do nothing, mm. like nothing. I went crazy. No. I went like the guy in The Shining, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people would uh, would probably look forward to that, right? Say, well, I get eight months to not do anything. But see, I, for me, I, I'm not that type of person, man. Right, I, I, I'm like the guy that that little hamster is like a lean, mean fighting machine. He's always running, man. <laughs> right. He's like seriously, he he does not stop. Right. And so to 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 find something that took eight months to. Uh, um, you know, thank God that I was able to get to to do this, right. and you know, secure the uh, 13th floor of Wizard's right. Tall's building. You know, that's not that's not a small feat. That's cool. that's you true, know, yeah. but and I think for people out there, you know, if they're out there listening, right, maybe they're thinking like, you know what, I, I wouldn't say quit your job, but I'd right. say, you, know, you could do it still. Right. You know, right yeah, on the side or it's a passion. It's not got to find a, a a way. I mean, there's there's you know a million reasons why not to do something you know like that's why i never got into it before like when i look at the the people who are who are doing really really well now like i was i was sneaking into press conferences back when they first started so i i could have done what they're you know mm-hmm. like kind of like the, the guys who are like kind of the main ones like on youtube for boxing and stuff like i could have easily been could have easily been me it's just i didn't have the the no then it wasn't kind of like okay I, you know again I, I thought i was trying to work for a promoter or yeah, yeah. something like that so i didn't really realize what the passion was yet um but i mean i see and you know i see what they're doing now they're doing well i mean luckily I'm, i've been able to to do pretty well like myself but you said you got to put in the time you know what i mean like but you got to find what it is you he's actually taking me with them yeah, yeah. we've we've how, gone how was that it's chaotic huh? wow <laughs> well it, it goes back to he had always told me let's go you be my cameraman be my cameraman let's go and yeah. i would always find an excuse and i go i don't know i don't know <laughs> i caught him on a saturday and, i think yeah we went to <laughs> you abducted the, him it was yeah, like taken was like, yo i know you're not doing anything today <laughs> i'm outside your house <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i think we saw de la jolla Right, he was giving away um, boxing right. gloves. De La Hoya was doing a and, Christmas giveaway. And it was cool. I, I actually liked it. He, right when he walked in, he was like on media, and he actually knew a lot of people there. And uh, we saw a lot of the, the people from like 34, or the, yeah, the, the Spanish 34. news. And yeah, yeah. Um, they, it got a little crazy when De La Hoya came out, because then he's like, it's going to get crazy. Just have the camera out. Um, and I, I thought I could be right in front, but next thing i knew i was all the way in the back <laughs> it's right literally now. like the scrum to like a piece of meat like as soon as the guy's there you better get in get a good shot because they want they want that because we want that you yeah. know front camera angle, angle. like and everyone wants that so everyone's like you know zooming it like just rushing in so i told him i was like yo when he gets here like move fast because everyone's gonna start running <laughs> and sure enough happened 
And so what, Ellie, they push you guys to the back and then what? Well, I just had to like stretch Armstrong and stick my <laughs> the camera in there. I mean, I, I was breaking a sweat and yeah. there was somebody's like armpit on one side yeah, no, and he was like, I was looking at Steven. He's like, just see yeah, you can like, stay good, there. You're good. You're I was perfect. Doing, I think, uh, Facebook Live or YouTube Live, uh, whatever it was. YouTube Live. And you. I mean, I, I, I was getting tired. You, you were like the easy. Statue of Liberty? Is that yeah, what you were? exactly. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, and it's, there's no personal space. You're on top of you. And that's true. I mean, you'll, you know, you could fit a camera anywhere. You can't fit a body anywhere. So if you could reach your, your hand in between two, three people and, and get the shot yeah. where that's at, then you, know, you got to do it. But Because uh, you, you, um, you not only cover, uh, boxing, but also MMA, right? Right, cover MMA as well. Yeah. Um, tell me about that. What, what's the differences in the involve the the way it's evolved? Yeah, I mean MMA is the fastest growing sport I want to say in the world right now. I mean it's uh, it's forever. It's it's still evolving. It's very young. I mean you figure they're only on. I want to say they're two hundred and twenty fifth show is coming up as far as pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, they've had like FS1 shows and things like that, but the sport itself is 25 years old. Something, you know, when you talk about like baseball's hundreds of years old, or at least 100 years old, I would think. Uh, baseball's old. Yeah. Well, like, but you know, all the, like, the, this is the newest, most rapidly like growing sport. So um, that's just good to see like the popularity growing. I definitely see sometimes he'll come to the, Elio come to the crib and like, um, there's like two, three fight cards on. So I'll set up two TVs and we'll watch, you know, the UFC on one, the boxing on the other one. But, uh, but you would say that boxing fans and MMA fans, there's there's a rivalry there too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really, I mean, yeah, there is, unfortunately. Well, why, why is it? What, what, what's their beef with each other? It's just one of those, other? it's a fight sport. So it's kind of comes down to like, well, if these guys, you know, fought at a bar, who would win? That's mm. kind of, that's, you know, I mean... Yeah, yeah, everyone sees fights on TV or, you know, we've gotten to fights where, like, fights break out in the crowd, you know, just because everyone starts thinking it's, it's, you know, it's a macho sport. They think, oh, you know, we're better. So, especially when it becomes, like, two different sports like that, it's like, well, if we were in a real fight, the MMA guy would win or, you know, because stuff like that, you know. And then, obviously, then the Conor Mayweather thing happened and then, you know, that debate just kind of keeps going and going and, and, you know, all that. But, um but UFC puts on a great product. Like, I always tell boxing people, like, I have a lot of boxing purists, like, media friends who are, like, they can't get down with it. They're just like, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't, you know. They're yeah. Like, there's there's professional trainers who train UFC fighters that I know that are still, like, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> they train the fighters, but they're just like, I'm helping them with this boxing, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan it's pu- of It's purist, right? It's, it's more like that tradition of... This is our right. It's like history. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, and you would say maybe the boxing fans would be older compared to MMA fans would be maybe a younger crowd too. That's right? true too. Like like UFC kind of gears their um their fan base to like eighteen to thirty five year old like males. Mm-hmm. Um, boxing's been around. I mean, you know, our dads love boxing. You know what I mean? Our grandpas love boxing. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 you know there is a rivalry there, but I'm I'm. You know, I'm on the side where I love them both. You know, like I love watching both. Like, you know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about like what made humanity like enjoy watching two people pummel each other. You know, whether like for whether it was the caveman. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it was like over a fish, or like a woman. You know, breeding rights. It probably was that. Yeah, because you know, in the, in the animal <laughs> and, world, yeah, and yeah, in the, in the animal world, right? It's about like the dominant male, right. alpha male. Mm-hmm. You know, True. and then there's always a contender. Right, yeah, yeah. 
but I don't I don't really see like the herd gathering around them to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's funny. Like you know yeah. who's the most badass yeah. human being? And you know I was thinking about it. It's, it's an interesting thing that's right, probably like, unique to men yeah. or human beings that they will gather and pay a sometimes thousands of dollars for one seat or hundreds of dollars to watch it at home. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, To watch people prove who is, I mean, I I think, I think it's kind of like one of those, like uh, that, that's what attracted me to the sport. Actually, it's, Ellie's a big boxing, uh, I'm sorry, a basketball fan. Mm -hmm. And I remember in, um, you know, during the Shaq and Kobe era, it always pissed me off that like, you know, the hack of Shaq, like, Mm-hmm. like routine yeah. you know and i was always like you know i was like everybody else like why can't you make them like you know what i mean like why can't you make these and they'll stop doing that because it doesn't work you know and so i never liked the the team aspect of of that it was kind of like you know so when when i mean i've always just liked boxing but i've more gravitated more to that around that time especially because i liked that it was only on you like it's it's only you. you. You can't blame anybody. I mean, yeah, of course, you know, fighters come up with excuses, whatever. But once you're in there, you know that it's it's you and this guy and that's it. And so you have to you have to beat the will out of that guy to like, you know what I mean? Like I mean you what is it? A test of courage, strength? What is it? What do you think, Ellie? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here. I've been I've been thinking about it all day. Like, what is it? Well, I, th- I think even if there's a fight in the street, you're, you're going to yeah. get a crowd to see it because I, I, I feel like any fight, even if you don't know the fighters, you pick a side mm-hmm. and and i think when you pick a side you have invested emotion into it and, and if it's a boxing fight that maybe boxers or mma fighters that are famous you you're probably pulling for one of the guys and and i think maybe maybe with you know even somebody outside fighting i mean you're probably want one of the guys to win and you want one of the guys not to win you know or maybe maybe it's it's kind of like that the old like hero of of mythology and mm. you know of the 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 underdog right because mm. I, I remember uh fernando vargas uh when he came back at first comeback fight mm. i saw him at the grand olympic which was an mm. awesome venue yeah, to watch yeah. back when i went to see him there was no tv there was no monitors only out out around like if you're gonna right. be here they had a tv yeah. there's no monitors in there and it's like old school right. auditorium yeah. like a almost like a cockfight you know what I, I mean? remember i remember where i was when that fight happened i was in mexico actually and i mm-hmm. remember thinking like yo i have to watch this because i want to see what fernando has left but that's a, a lot of people a lot of old timers like my dad and stuff like that will talk about that that was like the, one of the last fights at that arena they um and i remember um Sylvester Stallone comes in, mm. right? All five, two or five, three of him. <laughs> right, right. He comes in. And so here's this crowd of predominantly Hispanic or Latinos. I don't know who they are. Mm. Um, and everybody starts chanting, Rocky, <laughs> Rocky. I mean, the whole place yeah. erupts. Yeah, yeah. He stands up and he like waves at the crowd. Right. And so everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> he sits down. Rocky, Rocky. <laughs> it was like I think everybody, and I want, and you know, and I'm doing it too. Right. But, <laughs> it, but uh, and then uh, Isai Morales comes, and everybody's all Bob, Bob, you know, from La Bamba. <laughs> oh yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah. but I think it, what I what I think about now is we associated him 
with like that mythical character of right. Rocky Balboa, yeah. the guy who's you know not the smartest, not right. the most handsome jock, kind of like right. poor guy yeah. who comes overcomes the odds, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe we project that onto fighters. Yeah, no, definitely, and and fighters have it. I mean, you hear most fighters' stories, and it's always horrible. Like you know, their families abandoned them at seven or something. They had to take care of their three-year-old brother. Like that's like that. That bad stories like that. Yeah, so, like I Mike mean, Tyson, fact, right? He was pretty much raised by Cus. Right, Tomato, like I at think. like seven, he met Cus at like sixteen or fifteen or something like that. Yeah, like they he was sleeping with pigeons. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he was. He was sleeping <laughs> on the rooftop. I remember. Yeah, so not made in the yeah, actual cage. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably maybe going. <laughs> but yeah, it's just you know, like a lot of boxers have that. I think, or or if it's not the opposite with with Chavez Jr. Yeah, who goes to the Chavez yeah. son, who yeah. pretty much was born with everything. The golden glove on his hand. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and a lot of people don't like him because he didn't have any like uh, struggle to. Yeah, he to he kind of had everything made for him. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a huge Chavez Jr. fan, but uh, it's more I, like my thing is not that he struggled to like he didn't struggle to make it it's more like you have all the talent like you have all the talent to do it like i wasn't a fan of him definitely when i was like when he first first was coming up like ellie knows that like i would complain about having to watch him on my pay-per-views because <laughs> mm-hmm. i was paying 50 bucks for a pay-per-view and he's there, you know, he's fighting a guy you know five wins 15 losses one k i'm like yeah like this is this guy's my gardener like you know what i mean like but like but but then i just kind of realized yo he has talent like you know he is he has a good chin he has a good size obviously he's bigger than his dad all that but i think there was this one uh the 24 7 show that hbo does and it was his fight versus uh sergio martinez he woke up at like 5 p.m. in the afternoon eating a bowl of cereal and like pink underwear then goes and like 5 p.m. like oh yeah yeah and he's like swimming and then and they because go the like cameras the, were there he's yeah. like okay I'm and then they cut the cameras bit. to like Freddie Roach and Freddie Roach is like there at 10 a.m. when they're you know supposed to be like yo where is this dude like yeah so it just you know stuff like that bothers me like of any athlete but it's like yo if you have all the talent you know you having the attention like to you know you value that you know or like I, maybe it's because fighting represents the struggle right because look at pacquiao right mm-hmm. when when he was like his story is amazing yeah really and even is. when he would go back and train and run the streets i mean he was like this was like the real rocky balboa mm-hmm. man yeah i mean of, well, yeah. Uh, yeah i mean you go to the philippines he's he's like a god there I mean, it's like, I don't even know. It might be fourth world, fifth world. I don't even know. I think it's third world country. I mean, it's, it's, it's really poor country. country. Yeah, um, and he gave a lot. And I was like, the dude was like a god to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Especially there because he came from the struggle. Like, they know he was dirt poor. Like, he sold donuts for like five cents in the street and stuff like that. Yeah, like, he wasn't walking around with Bengal tigers right, and, you know, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> gold Bentleys, you know, yeah. uh, flaunting uh, money around, part of yeah. the money team. So, it gives right. a bunch of money away, too. Like, people line up outside his door and he'll, like, come out and start handing out hundreds to people and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's um, I mean, I hope, hope someone's in charge of that money because... He, yeah. he's spending a lot of money like that now but then it's also entertainment you know it's not only that that we probably relate like when we see i mean just like even in sports you turn on sports and you're like i want to see that team lose right and maybe when you turned on like you know a, a mayweather fight you're like 
I want to see, see this guy get dropped. Right. <laughs> if, you know, if he stops running, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Or Oscar La Jolla, you know, take your pick. Right. The guys that we don't perceive as earning their chops. Right, right, right. Yeah. That kind of had it paved. Yeah. Because to a certain degree, whether it's MMA or boxing, the promoters do their best to protect their fighters. Yeah, definitely. And not put them in harm's way. Like. Right. Right. But if I'm paying. 70 bucks I want to see Mayweather lose <laughs> which which never happens <laughs> it hasn't happened yet no yeah, yeah maybe maybe they pay the other fighter just to not fight or not step up into the weight class <laughs> no he just he Mayweather's his own special like when Mayweather was like pretty boy Floyd when he was like still with top rank and kind of like 140 pound Mayweather like before De La Hoya I guess before everyone knew his name he was. He was fighting the best guys. Like he, he'd asked for the best guys were there. I mean, there were certain guys that that he'd stylistically avoided, and and you know, because of promotional things and things like that, it wasn't like that big of a deal that he didn't fight some of these guys. But I mean, he fought the best you know that was available to him, and he, and he was he was a dog man. He he'd knock out people like at 135, 130 pounds, 140 pounds. He beat the crap out of Arturo Gatti. Like that was his first pay per view, and that's that's the Mayweather I've always wanted. So when kind of when he became money Mayweather I was like okay now everyone's gonna see what I've been seeing mm -hmm. and really appreciate like this guy because he's he's beautiful to watch like he'll he'll stand right in front of you not get hit you know dust off your shots and pick you apart but once he got to that level uh became more of a um well obviously the money thing but but his his fighting style became a little more adapted to like the bigger guys he was fighting so he's like all right i can't necessarily like stand there with you because you're a big guy you know let me just make it easy for myself and kind of box and move around and mm -hmm. obviously that's not you know aesthetically pleasing you know to people who don't like love boxing like that and even I, to I, me who i do I, it's gets a little yeah you know, I, I don't love it either <laughs> i think a lot of fans also it's hard for people to relate to somebody that tries bentley's and has millions in their backpacks that's true, you know yeah. we're talking about earlier he you don't see somebody struggle you you want them to lose yeah especially mayweather who makes it clear that he has, he has everything you don't have but, i mean mayweather like he came from dirt too he's another one like his he was in his dad's arms when his his dad's brother shot him like they were in the hood <laughs> you know he slept like in a room with eight eight siblings like he he struggled obviously you don't see that now you know and, and he's worked hard to get out of that but that's you know well, tapia tapia i seen yeah. the documentary on him oh uh -huh. and i that's a heartbreak that is a heartbreak johnny, johnny tapia yeah. i don't know if you ever seen that documentary man it is inspirational but heartbreaking yeah. You know, to, I, he's one of those guys you're like, I wanted to see you succeed. Right. You were one of the guys that should have had those tens of millions of dollar paydays. Yeah. Um, that was the HBO one, right? You're talking about? I, I, yeah. It was just called Tapia. Yeah, called Tapia. You know, it was a tragic story. Uh, but you see that, yeah, I think a lot of it, you've they end up boxing because to keep them out of trouble. Right. And same thing with MMA. Mm -hmm. Although maybe MMA charges a heck of a lot more. You know, it's not cheap. I mean, boxing, you could probably still go 20 or 25 bucks a month. Uh, yeah. MMA is probably, a little, yeah. probably 25 M bucks a lesson. M oh, you mean, oh, you mean like to train for? Yeah. yeah so like probably, a child, yeah, like yeah. In, in a poor neighborhood, I mean, I'm not, I can't say everybody. Right. But I would say in general, yeah, it, it's probably more expensive 
No, definitely. Because there, MMA. There's so many more disciplines in MMA because you, you, MMA includes boxing, it includes wrestling, jiu-jitsu, kind of all that stuff. And the thing about MMA too, it, even MMA athletes like that's different than boxing. Like you don't get boxing scholarships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like colleges and things like no that. No more. Like, you used to. Maybe, Back yeah. Back in the, yeah, the yeah, 40s and 50s, yeah. yeah. You, they had their boxing teams. Did really? They? Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Harvard, Stanford. Oh, really? Really? Mm-hmm. Even the military did. I know Navy. the military. But. See, I mean, it was just kind of like that rite of passage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or just like you see now, even high schools are doing, some of the high schools are doing away with wrestling. Right, yeah. Uh, that's like one of the, like Cal State Fullerton just did away with their really? wrestling program about oh, a year man. or two ago. Um, you know, their focus is baseball. Uh, yeah. Kids don't want to do it and that's what's happening with boxing right boxing is struggling their future they'll always be around i think right yeah but it's not like it was back in the day it'll definitely always be around for those reasons we said like the reasons you were talking you touched on like you know poor neighborhoods you know what i mean you got you got to get the kids off the streets and if if boxing does it and you know you find you'll find diamonds in the rough like that well the thing with mma which that kind of which talked about like uh, wrestling in Fullerton. Like you can go to college for wrestling. You can you could go mm-hmm. to the Olympics for wrestling. You can go to the yeah. Olympics for jujitsu, division and one, yeah. and all that stuff. You know, so um, so you'll get kind of maybe more like you know maybe a, a a different class of athlete because you're talking about people who like make it to college and things like that. You know what I mean? With boxing, you know, yeah. I mean, once you're you could you could turn pro in Mexico at 15, 16. That's you know, true. A lot of these guys who are good, they start, well, yeah, I'm going to make money, might as well, you know, like, let me go over there and start doing that, so. But you might not see a lot of parents pushing that, right? As, I want my kids to be a professional boxer or MMA when they grow up. No, but that's just like, I think, kind of like the issue football's going through right now, is like moms don't want their kids playing mm-hmm. playing football, which you always you know obviously with, the, with parents with money and things like that that can afford to put their kids in football yeah of course they're maybe not going to do it but you know when you're talking about like dirt poor neighborhoods and the free boxing classes after just you know because the local sheriff does it there's plenty of stories like that where yeah yeah they volunteer know, their time yeah, they, they go to the gym time, the boys you know, club or that, the yeah. Y and a couple a couple big fighters now exact that's exactly who their coaches are just you know the uh off-duty sheriff mm. who did that on his off time just to try to get kids off the streets himself yeah. and and I would say maybe like MMA, maybe not so much here. Maybe at least I don't hear about it. You know, like I don't like you're saying some of these fighters. I don't hear like a fighter go, yeah. You know, I grew up in a bad area. They gave classes away, right. yeah. and I that's how I'm like the baddest MMA guy in right. the world. Yeah, yeah. I hear that with boxing though. Yeah, yeah. A guy could become number one, the yeah. number one contender or the champion, yeah. and he's like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I slept at the gym or I cleaned the gym yeah. for for to, to stay train. there. Or, yeah, exactly. yeah. Totally yeah. like gut wrenching stories, but yeah. you know, maybe like in Brazil because mixed martial arts define what it is because. I think we've kind of talked about it, but we haven't really yeah. defined what it is. It's, it's basically just any any and all like fighting disciplines. Mm-hmm. So you know, jujitsu, judo, um, obviously boxing, kickboxing, capoeira. Sometimes that's, that's pretty interesting when you when a fighter is like pretty good at capoeira. Um, but it's all that stuff. So it's basically you know. But there's no weapons. There's no noon. Yeah, no weapons. And, no eye gouging. No. Yeah. You remember know. we were talking about the first MMA. You remember those the videos? First UFC. Actually, I do have an image. Um, oh yeah. Let's see. So this yeah. will appear to somewhere in the screen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this was <laughs> funny. I believe is UFC one. Is it? It was. It was UFC um, one. And yeah. this is the the uh, the VHS tape that flipped yeah. my world upside down. Yeah. Uh, 
here we have, and I, the guy was a professional boxer. Mm-hmm. Oh, was uh, and so anyway, the image is, is the guy's wearing one boxing glove. On his, on his left hand. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's fighting who would become the legendary right. uh, Hoist Gracie right. uh, from the Gracie uh, family and the right. Gracie dynasty. Should have just had no gloves on. What was the point in having Well, one? so the, the, he says that the reason he did that is because it was the first time any of this ever happened, right? Nobody's so, ever seen this. No one's ever seen this before. <laughs> So his thing was like, well, I'm going to jab the crap out of this dude. I don't want to hurt my hand jabbing him so much. And in a boxing match, yeah, you use your jab for range and all that stuff. So you use your left hand a lot. So he's thinking, well, I don't want to beat the crap out of my hand beating up this dude. And then as soon as Gracie put him on the ground, he's like, well, this glove was a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) And and Hoyce, he's like, what, 6'1", 6'2"? He's probably like maybe 175, 185. I think at that time he was like, yeah, 175, one six. He's like 160, yeah, 175, something like that, 160, 175. Very little to none muscle tone yeah he's like just, he didn't have a six pack no he wasn't ripped he wasn't cut <laughs> no, he looked like, like just big... uh you know some guy uh you know took off his uh his suit and right. uh, yeah. got from uh, the, behind the accounting de- <laughs> literally he did not look yeah. athletic at all no yeah and he had a tur- skill he had a skill this tournament which was because the what they did in the brazilian jiu-jitsu was they were like the mixed martial art, they really, their jujitsu was not pure jujitsu. Mm. It was striking. Yeah. Judo. I mean, it was insane stuff that nobody had, yeah. at the least gi, on a global that's crazy. stage. When you see the gi, like, they never do that stuff anymore. You could do whatever then. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, if you've seen Enter the Dragon, right? You see the island where everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. these like real rough, you know, rigid punches and in unison you didn't see some dude come out there and and do what the, what hoist did and he won that tournament yeah i mean it was one tournament in one night and it was like the tournament style was was crazy back in the day so that's because well, there was no weight classes remember yeah no yeah nothing yeah nothing. it was just yeah so that's uh hoist gracie so the one I, thing oh, I, real quick before we leave the subject i've seen gloves like boxing gloves with that guy. I can't remember his name. Is I think it's Dickerson or something like that. But he signs the glove and he'll put like, I'm the guy who won World One Glove like against Hoyce Grace. Like that's his whole signature. He only signs the left glove. Like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was cheap too. I was surprised. It was like 15 bucks. I almost bought it just oh, to man, have it. Yeah, just to have his signature, dude. you know? Yeah. It was like 15 bucks like on eBay. And I was like, that's pretty neat. Dude, like, I, oh, man. I'm going to look that up, man. Shoot. I'll be like, I don't want the right glove because yeah. we yeah. know you didn't use it. <laughs> I want the left. Yeah. I got uh, Royce. Uh, it's funny. The, like I found these little like they were like kids box like boxing gloves but they say ufc on them and they're red and i got royce to sign a couple of them for me he's probably so like I, bastards yeah i know but he's just like uh it's just it's just neat to me because i know that you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. and everyone kind of knows that that he, he fought that fight with that guy so there's an image and one thing that i ended up finding as i was looking at some of the images was i quickly realized like this is like about folklore and it's a little pixelated, but it'll yeah. look clean when I put it up on the podcast because what ends up happening is in the UFC, they develop these arch nemesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is like Greek mythology, man. Yeah. Right. Um, here's Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie, mm. you know, squaring up. Here's Ken muscle bound man. Yeah. yeah. He looks like the f- prototype fighter that you would think. Yeah. Yeah. He, know, he's like the, the guy, guy from g- Bud's Fort. Yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, you, <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, waiting for him to do the splits. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah, he's, the muscles he's like from slow Brussels. Motion something. You know, the John Claude Van Damme. Yeah. 
you know, chiseled physique against a guy who has like no shoes on. You know, yeah. but Shamrock was a decent fighter. Too, Shamrock right? was he good. Was, he was a beast. No, yeah, Shamrock was a Hall of Famer. For he sure. was a beast. They, they, I think this is the UFC two where they fought for like forty five minutes or forty six minutes they? or something like. They that. had a yeah. couple fights. Yeah, wow, they fought was... a few times, but that time they and I think they ended up fighting to a draw because it was. Uh, they would fight like on Indian reserves and stuff like that, places where there wasn't like a sports commission. Where yeah, the state didn't have the the. Yeah, and so they. But there was no rules, so there was no, like, it was just until someone finished, and so they were going for 46 minutes, I think, until someone was just like, okay, that's it, like, just kind of called it off. Right. Yeah, so this, and what I see is that the the UFC ended up being, like, what the WWF had become, which you have, you know, the good guy and then the heel, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of, like, good right. guy versus bad guy, mm-hmm. the all polar opposites, right? Credible Hulk versus the Iron Sheik or Nikolai right. Volkov. Yeah. <laughs> and here you have, you know, the guy in the gi against the muscle-bound American yeah. um, with no calves and very little <laughs> uh, legs. Uh, and actually, I think Hoist kicked the hell out of him i think it was his knees and his sh- i think hoist i think chopped him down like a tree yeah he beat him up i want to say I, he's i don't want i think royce has won all of their fights yeah i think yeah. that's i think if i could remember correctly he just kept kicking him right and it was painful to watch yeah, him down pretty much yeah and then this is one of a fight you and i were speaking about the other day uh chemo leopoldo yeah that's right chemo. uh the guy who would have beat hoist the one at that time right it was one of the most brutal yeah, matches. Yeah, he beat up Hoist. Ho- Hoist couldn't come. That was still the tournament time, and Hoist couldn't come up for the next fight after his fight with Kimo. He won the fight with Kimo, I think, right? But he yeah. uh, he, he couldn't come Submission? out. Submission? I don't he remember. subbed him, I think. I don't remember what happened, but I know that it was, it was you could tell Hoist. He took a beating, though. He yeah. got the worst of it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. It's, I struggle to say he technically won. He did win, but yeah. he, it didn't look like he. I mean, yeah, he got the worst of it. Though. Both of them were beat to hell. Yeah, yeah. both of them. But Hoist, I never seen him. Nobody had ever seen him like that in that condition. Yeah, that was a big ass guy too. Kimo was. A, yeah, he Murray came out. He had like those railroad ties, and it was the cross, <laughs> and he came out with this humongous cross. Like I don't know, maybe right. ten or twelve foot. That. Yeah, it was They're, like a ten or twelve foot cross. Yeah. <laughs> comes walking out with him he has like tattoos and he has like Jesus tattoos he's a beast big cross tattooed on his back anyways that's Kimo Leopoldo there with uh, Hoist speaking of boxing we were talking this is the legend one of the best fighters Salvador Sanchez Salvador Sanchez Um, look at that pomp right look at that afro right there that's probably why he could absorb blows that's some cushion right there heck yeah that's like a a headgear you know what I mean pretty much oh nice Um, Uh, Raul our friend Raul calls him Screech (laughs) a Screech I would not want to meet or mess with Uh, he'll probably hit you two or three times and you won't even know what the hell just happened Uh, you'll be spitting out tic tacs and they're just your teeth you know what I mean that's uh, the legendary Salvador Sanchez yeah, on the cover he, of Ring um, Magazine. We watched his um, his uh, at, at Ellie's house the other day. We watched his uh, the intro to his fight in um, who was that? Wilfredo uh, Wilfredo Gomez. Gomez yeah. Wow. So I was a big. That's kind of what I was talking about the the Puerto Rico versus Mexico rivalry. Mm-hmm. So if you guys if you guys get a minute, watch that one. Just YouTube Sanchez versus uh, Gomez, and uh, it's the longest. It's the longest video, but just watch the first, like, I mean, watch the whole fight. It's good. But if you watch the intro of it, it's hilarious because it's uh, Salvador comes in. Yeah, Battle of the Bands, we call it. So, like, Salvador comes in with his mariachi 
Wilfredo comes in with like a salsa band and they're literally in the middle of the ring like going at that was good stuff Damn, I, I, I I love that like <laughs> the, the, you could really tell the environment that that day I, I I love that stuff so it seems like fighting you know um, mixed martial arts and boxing it's a lot with identity the people in the audience identify yeah definitely right yeah um, it's, it's kind of it's weird because boxing definitely like that like mm-hmm. you know the Mexican crowd goes for the Mexican guy nationalistic right, yeah, right for sure UFC is not I mean with Brazilians it definitely is like Brazilians if the Brazilians not winning and the fights in Brazil it's quiet like no one's cheering. Like it's it's mm-hmm. like you could drop a pin. Like you know, and even if the Brazilian guy gets knocked out or choked out, it's even worse. It's like you can't hear nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so Brazilians are definitely like that. Um, and I, I, there is a nationalistic aspect to it. But I'll say, like the first UFC I went, one thing I noticed being uh, being a fan is that it wasn't necessarily like that. Like you didn't have to go for the guy you look like. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It, it was a little more like you can. Like the, and there was a bunch of different kind of fans there too. You know what I mean? Different races and and yeah. stuff like that. To where you just kind of went for the guy that you liked. You know, it's just kind of like, well, I like this guy because of his backstory. And UFC is a a good uh, marketing machine to where if they really want you to know someone's like kind of story and background and things like that, they'll they'll put it out there so you really can identify with with some of these guys. Well, it seems like for like the last five or ten years, they've been saying that MMA is gonna take over. And dethrone boxing as the premier yeah. fighting sport in the world. I don't think it will. No, no. But boxing will always have its its place. Like it's, I don't know. It's very. Um, it's just it's too historic. Like it comes from like bare knuckle fighting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like when I remember there's a story that the first guy to put in a mouthpiece, which was just like a, an orange peel. It was a sissy. It, yeah. No, no. His opponent <laughs> didn't want to fight him. Yeah. His opponent's like, no, he has an advantage. Because <laughs> he's, he's chewing on the, like, because he has the, the orange peel in his mouth. Vitamin C, man. But yeah. All you know? the way. And so, uh, it's just too historic, I think. And, and there's something to being like the baddest man on the planet. You know, mm. like, like, like Mike Tyson had that, um, just, yeah, but but yeah, it like, could it be that MMA is more like gladiatorial, like this is gladiator stuff, man. Yeah, it's, it's There's rules now, like you, what, you probably can't kick the opponent when he's down, and you know other rules. But yeah. it's not like a you know free for all. It's not, and and I think you know when you, two people get in a fight after the bar, they're not going to use MMA moves. It's going to be whoever Just knocks the other guy out, yeah. whoever knocks the other guy <laughs> yeah, out. Street fight, that's yeah. the winner. And I think that's what more people can associate with. Um, I can knock you out, so that makes me a bigger man than you. Yeah. The, the I'll, I'll say the the heavyweight champion of the world in UFC right now should be a lot more popular, I think, and kind of have that like baddest man on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's the first heavyweight I want to say that's defended his title three times. I think he's defended his title the most of any heavyweight ever. I don't even know who who is it. Yeah, see, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, like his name's uh, Stipe Miocic. He's American. He's from Cleveland. Oh, he was that's Cleveland's why. First, that's yeah, why. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Cleveland's like first uh, champion. He got a championship before LeBron did. He was in that parade, that like that that celebration parade. But he was at the front. Was he sweeping? Everyone was like, ah, was whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like just like because nobody knows who he is, you know. Man, um, but it's more, but it's their management too because I've seen true. Connor's yeah. management right. on the in the documentary. They and, were on top of it yeah i think also like connor connor has a mouthpiece you know like connor's like 
comics comedic timing is hilarious photogenic like, very he's photogenic. photogenic he's you know obviously looks good like he the the accent is is funny too in itself he knows how to play the media yeah like it's just he's he's the whole package like um if imagine if conor mcgregor was a heavyweight Imagine how many people would be into like UFC and like oh, yeah. and just fight sports in general. What's his weight class? Right? What's his weight class right he's, now? Um, well, in in MMA, he's a lightweight, which is 155 pounds. But he's fought at welterweight 170. He was the the featherweight champion, which was 145. So he's right there, where kind of even middleweight. It's like middleweight's 160, so mm-hmm. 155. Like you know, that's Bernard Hopkins, De La Hoya, Trinidad, those mm-hmm. guys. So those guys have garnered popularity. Like you can you can be pop- the Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah. Marvin Hagler, you know. So you can garner like a lot of popularity popularity at that size but um just imagine if he was a heavyweight if it was one of those there's something about heavyweights where it's like these guys are all kind of what you were talking about they're like superhumans they're mm-hmm. like you know kind of like like the gladiators you know people would watch you know and do it's they like, still want to do mcgregor versus mayweather again um i i don't know man I, i've heard people would be interested I've, in yeah, that man i'm uh, so over i'm so you yeah. know what after after well not only mayweather but i think after what connor did that wwe uh, situation where you know he come, it, it totally because it's it's WWE stuff it's like in the back of the arena all the stuff uh, you know that's yeah, what yeah. you Throwing see the dolly and all yeah that. the camera is there yeah. and it's the shaky footage uh, and yeah. people screaming and okay yeah. come on boss let's go and yeah. it's like this but I don't think it was all no, I think it went, it it, went no bad. no it actually wasn't I mean uh, people unfortunately because the WWE does have stuff like backstage with the buses <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean so it literally looked exactly like that so i get where you know people aren't who don't watch don't know what's going on like you know kind of see that but um so kind of quick backstory with that like khabib the guy who connor was going after mm-hmm. went after one of connor's boys the day before and they found him in the lobby and khabib was with his whole his whole people and khabib's like russian and they all, i mean you know I, I love khabib but they all look like like russian cavemen they all look the same they all have like mm-hmm. the same shape head and the same haircut and mm-hmm. they're all just like look like cavemen that beat the crap out of you you know yeah, and yeah. so he's with this whole crew they're like drago like drago from rocky but like like but hairy killing though machines. like hairy, killing you know machines. what i mean yeah but like that like but like hairy like neanderthal looking looks and so like um they ran up on on uh who was what's the kid's name uh artem it's another russian dude who's who's who fights with connor's team i guess artem had said something on a russian like radio show kind of talking crap about khabib that like he always pulls out and then khabib has got injured a lot and so he was just kind of like yeah connor doesn't do that mm-hmm. he's you know he's you know that that's why people love connor and he's like yeah it's like I, I you know just kind of talking shit about khabib and saying mm-hmm. you know like kind of like he's a bitch or whatever and so um so obviously khabib heard it and when he saw him when he ran up on the, in the lobby he's like all right well like you know like don't talk shit you know yeah. <laughs> and so he kind of slapped him like like he kind of grabbed him by like the Post back of the him. head khabib kind of grabbed artem and artem was by himself which is another yeah. kind of like i think that's why connor was pissed too it's like yo you you run up on your whole crew all my like dude by himself so connor kind of grabs him by the back of the neck and says something to him or rush him and kind of like slaps him on the cheek and then they people kind of hey whatever you know and so the next day is when like connor showed up took, mm-hmm. took the pj over here showed up with like you know all his all his goons or whatever someone uh 
someone from the media let Connor in. It's actually there was a, a YouTube uh, channel that started. This must be like Connor's like cousins or something, but it's called the Mac Life, mm -hmm. and so they had a lot of backstage footage when like oh, yeah. Mayweather and McGregor. So mm -hmm. they got real popular. Well, those guys let him in to the to the bottom, and sure enough, that's when all that happened. So I think Connor's thing was kind of like, yo, you're not going to punk my boy and like get away with it. But okay, the, the, the storyline <laughs> though, I mean, here's this guy hops on a private jet, which probably costs more than you know, like an Uber from like uptown <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? It's it's a, it's a chunk of change. Yeah, you hop on your private jet. Yeah, it's not like you know, I just came from from Ireland. He, yeah, from, exactly. <laughs> yeah, not an from in, like an international flight. Right, right. <laughs> Passports all to that. do this. <laughs> you know uh co confrontation yeah. to me it just seemed a i don't think connor's that stupid i don't think yeah. i think it created a huge publicity buzz yeah oh it definitely did. and dana didn't didn't really back off of i mean he really didn't attack connor like you, you would think a businessman would do yeah he he, well, he almost kind of like kind of stroke the fire of maybe this could be a fight the next yeah, fight yeah. right do you know which made me think like that's a vince mcmahon move you know right. what i mean yeah, yeah um to 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 maximize because of course if they fight if they make that fight somehow yeah. dude who wouldn't go this right. is going to be intense yeah, i yeah. want to see this right, fight yeah. no no after they could charge us sure. triple yeah yeah we'll sure. pay it yeah because we want to see connor it'll be the camp that says connor you get his ass kicked Right. Then there'll be the other cam going. Connor's gonna kick their ass. Right, right. Yeah, and it, it's it's because there's a tension, whether it's boxing, MMA, wrestling. It's always about tension. Yeah, and I know before the fight started, I know I had told Stephen, "Are you gonna watch the fight?" He said, "No, there's no way I'm gonna pay money to watch that." I think you were working a boxing event. You didn't you didn't even see the first McGregor Mayweather fight. You remember? Oh yeah, no, I was definitely anti the the fight mm -hmm. um I, it just it, i was telling everyone like there's the, like there's no way he's not gonna win like so i was telling everyone like save your money and like if you want to bet and i was telling everyone like i have a conor mcgregor fans i was like whatever amount of money you want to bet i'll bet you because i'm i don't have to worry about coming up with it because <laughs> i'm not gonna you know, he's not gonna win you it know? was a boxing exhibition <laughs> yeah you know and i think when I think maybe that sparked an interest in in the powers that be at UFC to go, hey, if they made a spectacle and yeah. made a ton of money, right? You know, like money hand over fist, yeah. Hmm, maybe we can stir the pot and yeah. get something. I mean, they they've had Brock Lesnar join the UFC. Yeah. They had uh, what's his name, Bautista or Batista. But that had already happened. Think, maybe that was his MMA. I don't think Batista ever. Oh, uh, no. CM Punk made it to the. He's in. He's in UFC. So, but they, but yeah. Batista had a fight. I know at least one. Really? Yeah. In the UFC or MMA? In UFC. Oh, I didn't. know. But you know because they draw. Yeah. They draw. You know, it, it's they have a fan base. It's maximized. It's not like the old days, like you're saying. It's not like fights at Pachanga or Morongo, right? Right. Where you know just the hardcore people go, uh, and those guys are working jobs. Yeah. No. No. Unless it's like, what was it Rocky Three? Remember Rocky versus Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Thunderlips, yeah, no, Thunderlips. Th that was the first one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. it, it, you know what? Yeah, it's taking a page out of Hollywood because he also <laughs> fought Mr. T. Yeah. Oh, Clever Lang, yeah. Clever Lang. Clever, Clever Lang was a real deal, though. He he knocked out Rocky in three rounds. Um, and he also killed uh, his buddy. What? Remember? <laughs> no, that was uh, that was, uh, that was oh, a Russian. He oh, he killed. No, he killed. Uh, that was a Russian that killed him. He put. He pushed. Uh, he pushed Mick though. <laughs> 
Didn't didn't Clever push yeah. Mick? Oh, yeah, 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 when they were like he coming was hitting on Rocky's wife That's too. Remember? Right? Yeah, what a jerk Cleverling was. <laughs> <laughs> See, but they, they, they're sharing storylines because then when Rocky fights Drago, that's U.S. versus Russia, yeah. the Cold War, yeah, and then yeah. in the WWF at the time, you had the same storyline playing out. Chic and yeah, yeah, Nikolai Volkov, yeah, yeah. the Russian Bear. Against what was the best Rocky movie? Oh, good question. I would say one. Wow, I don't know. Just we'll go with three. Like, three is the best. Three, one. I gotta go three. Yeah, I, I just like I love that, four too. I like the primitive, the primitive. The, like yeah, yeah. you know, he, you almost think he's really stupid. You know, you're like <laughs> you're like Sylvester Stallone must have ate lead paint or they dropped it when he was little. Yo, the way he but he talks it's, he made like, it. He wrote the mm-hmm, the, he the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's how brilliant the guy is. Yeah. He was in a soft porn before that. What? He was like close to like what? just being like yeah. Like, he was in porn. He was in a soft porn before that. What? And then and then someone picked up the the Rocky thing and he's like yeah I want to play and he like insisted that he played Rocky because they didn't want him to play Rocky he's like no like the only way you get it is if I play him what uh, and yeah he like bet on himself but he was in a soft porn before that yeah what oh, I would have never checked that out man. <laughs> I don't know about I'll, that I'll we're pass. talking about Rocky 1 yeah we not Rocky 3 was all pass. cut up <laughs> you're like yo Adrian yo Adrian yeah no I, I, I passed on it too <laughs> Mick cut me Mick <laughs> there's a whole that's crazy you remember he that that the clever lane killed the uh, Mickey. That's, it sounds like you're still upset about yo, that. Yo, I'm kind of mad at it too. Actually, you, you guys all get all fired up. Yo, you're, you're like, well, I've seen G. it like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta say number three is my favorite I did like the Creed one though mm-hmm. the new one and there's, there's another one there's another one coming out supposedly uh, you guys didn't like the one with Tommy Guns I did like that one a lot yeah. whatever happened to that fighter because he was a real boxer and he had what he was what uh, Tommy Morrison there was he a passed. 30 for 30 out for him he had That's a right. he what passed did he away get? though he had a HIV HIV and then they, but it was weird to like towards the end because he's kept in such good shape it was like some weird thing where like it it was so low in his body that he would test and it would come out negative. But and, nobody wanted to fight him. But no, but he still fought. Like one, he fought one more professional fight. Like on a, again on an Indian you know reservation or something like where the no commission cared or whatever. And I want to say he got cut too. And mm. the guy like I don't I don't know about that. I mean if you're you're there I don't know I. There's no way I'm going to be an opponent to a guy who no. like tested positive to, especially in a boxing match. Like we're not paying chess or something. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's brutal. There was a thirty for thirty out about him. I want to say it came out on the. Uh, I think there is yeah. on just the app or something. They did play it on TV, but I want to watch that because his son actually looks exa- exactly like him. His son has like the the Rocky Five haircut, the kind of like little Jerry curl kind mm-hmm. of in the bottom. But the he looks mullet, exactly the like him. Yeah, the little mullet. business in the front, part mm-hmm. in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did um well, they did the thirty for thirty on Duran, right? Yeah. Duran, yeah. yeah it was called uh, no Hands Mas, of Stone. Yeah, or Hands of Stone, something yeah, like that. Yeah, Hands of Stone, yeah. And he still wouldn't say. when Who was it? Uh, it was Leonard went down there, and uh, they sat there in the in like the it, fake ring. And, right. Why? That was a little dramatic. Why? Yeah. Why? Por qué? Dramatic. Yeah. He should have told him in Spanish, por qué? Yeah. Por qué no mas? <laughs> but he, I don't know if he actually said no mas, but he was just like, that's it. Like, I'm I'm done chasing this dude. He was calling Tomas. Tomas, <laughs> Tomas? His brother was out there. <laughs> Tomas. Yeah, that was. Quiero otra chela, Tomas. <laughs> that was. I didn't like that part of that document. I liked everything up until that document until the yeah, end was, when they were like so facing cheesy. off and they're all like. Yeah. I mean, obviously Duran's out of shape. Like Sugar Ray actually still looks good, but uh, but yeah, that was that was a little cheesy at the end. Yeah, but. it was. 
totally. But the ref like, says the ref says that he said it. Like the ref is like, yeah, I asked him again. Like, you know what? And he's like, no mas. Like, well, yeah, he's like the contract I signed yeah. makes me say I have to say it till my dying day. Did, was know, it an right? indecent proposal? I have. Man, I just saw the movie the other day. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> um, You're like it was a hundred bucks, not a million. <laughs> uh, mm. He like so, so he knows guy, me. So he should the guy like, in the decent proposal should he get his ass kicked? Uh, the rich dude. Yeah. Should he have got his ass kicked? You seen the movie, right, Ellie? I haven't. Okay, uh, to tell him the no, premise. I don't of, think so. Tell okay first. Tell him the premise okay. of the movie. Well, I have it like so. The beginning something about like they're like it's a couple that's kind of like they they went to Vegas right and they think he lost a lot of money yeah. or something. So it's like not that. a well-to-do family. Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's uh, Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore okay. together. And uh, and like I guess he he was on a run and then he like lost a lot of it and, and to to where like they were losing the house or something yeah. like that something something dramatic and so um, they meet some rich dude uh, who's what was that guy's name um, uh, I know I'm talking about right inappropriate Joe yeah mm -hmm. uh, Richard something anyway that guy um, drive no it's not Richard Richard Gear. No. no, damn it! I can't think of his name. Richard anyway. Ramirez, a nice talker. But but anyway, so they 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 meet this like older rich dude, and he kind of like Demi Moore is like fire at the time, right? So he's like, "Yo, I'll, I'll offer you guys a million bucks." Demi Moore is still hot. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm she's sorry, fire. but no, Demi Moore. Hot. Oh my yeah, yeah. god, no, man! She's still hot. Yeah. Seriously. Probably in her fifth or late forties, maybe. Shh, man, I don't, I don't know. Care. She's fire. <laughs> she has age yeah. has no limit. Oh, yeah, her. she's she's still fire. But she was super fire at the time when she was young. And so, like, he was like, well, I'll offer you a million bucks to, like, one night with your wife. Right, right. I've and, heard of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And so then... Uh, so, so it happened. So, so should he got it. socked up? Should he got socked up in real life? Who, the husband? No, I don't think so. No, the... the, 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 the no, it's just all thing. Yeah. The, the, uh, they could say no. The John. Yeah. Because that's no. what he is, is, the John. They could say no. I don't think so. Mm. No. I mean... Woody Harrelson should have never done it, obviously, but yeah. that was his choice, like... I don't remember. Did he make him watch? No, 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 no. It was, uh, but <laughs> he like super movie. like flew her out on a helicopter to like a boat, like yeah. super like. He wanted more than just yeah. Uh, he wanted. So talking about young to be more here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was fire. Yeah. So yeah. that's so back. Okay. So back to uh, your and Oscar's relationship <laughs> that you were talking about. Well, he's a cool guy. I mean, the times uh, he recognizes me now when I see him, he's like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, whatever, and like he knows obviously what I'm gonna ask him questions and stuff like that. Um, no, he's good. I don't have I don't have any because this guy he went he went from like selling tamales to go to the Olympics to becoming a professional fighter, ripping off Pernell Whitaker. Anyways, <laughs> Dang, um, I don't know about that. Sweet Pete. <laughs> sweet Pete uh, beat Chavez, though. I will, I will, I'll go on record and say I, that. I, I will say that. And that's yeah, why Mexican right. sweet, sweet Pete did beat well, Chavez. Well, you know, you have a, a, a gold uh, medal uh American, yeah, he's got to be champion. Hmm. That that the road is set for you, man. I don't care. Was that Don King? Uh, Sweet Pea was. Um, I think he was. Oh, he was I, at Don least King. I think. Well, I think um, uh, Oscar's always been with Bob Arum. Oscar was always with Bob Arum back yeah. then, but I think I think I mean that's Whitaker the money was, I think Whitaker was Don King. I think. Which and if if he was, then that just goes to show why it's given away. You know, it's bestowed to the golden boy. Well, no, because because Don King would want his fighter to, to to get that victory. Like Don King, maybe he wasn't uh, Don King actually, because Don King and uh, Trinidad were together, and then well, Trinidad so, so, won that one. So, 
Pernell Whitaker was a sacrificial lamb (laughs) (laughs) to pave the way. Because, I mean, can you imagine if Oscar would have lost? Yeah. Oh man! I mean, literally, this is this first. That was his yeah. first title, was it? Um, yeah, no, because yeah. he fought Hernando Chicanita Hernandez at like one twenty six before. Whit- uh, Whitaker was at uh, one thirty five. No, yeah, but I mean in that weight class. Oh, in that weight class, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Wh- which yeah, is where he true. parked. Yeah, pretty much. Was that welterweight? I think. I believe or so. Forty. I believe. I believe so. Yeah, but he parked himself there, and that's where it he probably made was his, 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 then, yeah. his uh, he's, he's known for to be a great welterweight. Uh, but you know, the road was paved for him. You know. Mike Tyson, I believe, also did he he did he ever make the Olympic team or I don't remember. Uh, Mike not did not so. make the Olympics. No. Um, no. Holyfield, Holyfield made the Sugar Olympics. Ray. I want to say Holyfield beat Mike to get into the Olympics. Oh, really? Like as an as an amateur, I want to say Holyfield beat Mike. So Mayweather, Mayweather got a bronze medal in the Olympics. Sugar Ray. I mean, the, the list goes on. Yeah. If you look at it, it's yeah. kind of like. Is it because they're Olympic champions or because they have great business managers and promoters that make sure the way is paved? Yeah, I mean, the thing about boxing is, is I was talking to one of my coworkers. <laughs> I was talking to one it of is. my coworkers because they're obviously, in, in back in the day, it definitely was. But, um, but the thing about what I like about it the most, I guess, is someone was talking about refereeing in the NBA and the NBA finals and how... You know, the 76ers got a bunch of calls on one of their mm-hmm. one of their games and kind of extended the series one more. And he's kind of like, yeah, you know, you don't want to think about, like, referees being in on it and things like that. And, like, the thing about boxing is, obviously, like, if it goes to decision, you know, there's been plenty of bad decisions in boxing. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to defend judges, like, in boxing. But the purity of I love it is when someone gets knocked out, it's over. Like, there's it no doesn't decision. matter. Yeah, there's like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like the, the fighter takes it into his own hands and it's... When someone's like knocked out cold, that is not. They did not choose to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one. No one's like, no. Let me take a dive for and just be knocked from my senses. Like, but no I think one wants in, to do that. in boxing, a lot of people have a problem with the with the judges, right? I, I no, think yeah, there's yeah, no, no accountability with their yeah. with their. I don't know. You do a bad job. Uh, that judge is going to be working the right. next week again on a title yeah. fight. Like, yeah. They, they got to do something about that. Yeah, the no, judges, that, that right? does need, need to get picked. I mean, you figure, better. like, even when Don King, you know, as flamboyant and mm-hmm. outrageous as he was, um, he made a lot of the fights. Mm-hmm. You know, his character and personality sold the fights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was always been accusations. Yeah. Because it's a betting sport. Yeah, yeah. It's no, a betting. Sure. I think in probably any betting sport, there's always going to be accusations. Yeah. No, of course. Oh, they're going to extend it to game seven. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because no, they also, the players, get a bonus right. for each game they play. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, you you're know, selling advertising space yeah. at the game. All that. Yeah. The network. Three, four hours of advertising. Yeah. It's a money-making business. It's not, they're not doing it for to truly see who is... Maybe right. the, the the premise of the story we're told is that it's to find out who the best is, right? But it's which you, I think you eventually do find out. Like I think you know, in in uh, maybe basketball is one of the best examples of that. Like it's not necessarily the Super Bowl where shit. What if your best player's sick or something like that? It's a seven game series. You have to be better. And you know, like I I think obviously with with refereeing and things like that, you can draw it out. But I think it's just. If you're too good, you know, you're beating someone by 20 points, it's hard. You know, it is possible, I guess, for refs to switch the well, game. Well, there's, there's very few sports where the world actually participates. World Series? No. It's no. not the world. No. 
it's just America. Right. Um, there's very few sports. World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, World yeah, Cup. This year. Like I said, it's very few. Yeah, Olympics. Yeah. The Boxing. Olympics. But even then, they, they have controversy. I think there was controversy in the skating or uh, because the Russians I I don't supposedly the Russians um, they juice the curling people I fucking love curling I was like how the fuck do you ruin curling damn it yo I'm down to do curling by the way if any of you guys are down to find I'm I'm gonna find out about some curling we need a broom yeah Yeah, get a broom and like a frozen turkey and just like sweep in front of it yeah I'm super down to do curling yeah nobody nobody will talk bad about that (laughs) but Russians juice their curlers too supposedly but you would think maybe the United States should do that because in boxing right now... What, juice oh, for curlers? No, 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 no. <laughs> Boxers. Like they oh. they got to find a way to make boxing in the U.S. more appealing. Like all the champions, most of the champions are not American. Um. Well, I, I mean, no, like, it's not necessarily true. Well, but I, I saw. Mean, I did see a documentary where, like, the U.S. is struggling in boxing right. to even get uh, people into the Olympics. I don't know what it was. A documentary I yeah. saw, and it was it was sad to see. Uh, it, but every country practices. It's I, not an American pastime. It's I think not, that. Yeah. But every country is the U.S. I mean, I could be wrong, but I thought you know back in the day, you know, a, a great heavyweight American champion was like. The biggest deal for boxing, right? Yeah. To be an American heavyweight champion, that was like the biggest yeah. deal. And the, I don't, I don't know when was the last great American heavyweight. The problem, the problem is that there's one right now. Who Riddick Bowe? Is <laughs> Riddick Bowe was a <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was he was he was a big boy. But but that was um, towards the end of, of yeah. the heyday of the heavyweight. Yeah. Tyson. See, unfortunately, the fact that you're saying that right now is, is sad because we actually do have an American. I, I'm, I'll tell you, we have an American heavyweight right now. He's young. He's from Alabama. He's he's well spoken, but he's very loud. Like he'll he's he's very like um Does he real loud or what? No, just like like he'll he's he just he talks a lot of crap. He's funny, he's like good looking, like he's he's all that, but the problem is that he doesn't have a promoter. He his manager is very um uh, what's the word? Like he's like a ghost. Like he doesn't what's do interviews. Name? He doesn't go anywhere. What whatever. It? His name's Deontay Wilder. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, but you wouldn't think that he's like, and he's knocked out every single person he's faced. He's like twenty nine and zero with like 20, 28 KOs. And the one guy that he didn't knock out on their rematch, he knocked him out in the first round. Like this guy's everything that you would you would want from a heavyweight. He is that. So he is future. that person. He's just he doesn't have a promoter. Like he's with a management company that doesn't have their guys fight very often um and it's sad because we we should all know who this guy is and on top of that too his biggest competition is anthony joshua who's out in europe who's out in england who's like boxing is their like second biggest Mm -hmm. sport next to like soccer um so he's like a star he sells out ninety thousand like he sells out soccer soccer stadiums he himself is like i want to say he's 19 and 0 with 18 kills and like he's he's close to that but he's like oh no he's actually knocked out everyone but actually his last opponent so yeah i want to say he's 20 and 19 but undefeated as well knockout artist the problem with making that fight right now is that just kind of what you said no one knows who deontay wilder is even in america so it's kind of one of those like we need to have one of those like kind of rocky four like Rockies, you know, versus the Russian, like, yo, we have these two Titans going at it. That's exactly what it is. It's just no one knows who Deontay Wilder is. But do you think maybe somebody like Mayweather, that they paint the picture for the kids of, the kids that are up and coming, the teenagers, yeah. that it's about, like, flash and flamboyance? 
and maybe because he is, he right. is Floyd Mayweather is a gifted athlete. Yeah, yeah. You can I don't. People could. I could talk crap or whatever. Yeah. But the guy yeah. is gifted because you do not go in that ring and not get knocked out. Yeah, yeah. With some of the best fighters in the, the world. Space, yeah. You know what I mean? He, mm. he may not fight the style I think a boxer should a champion. Right. To me, the champion should prove it one through twelve and be the champion at twelve. Mm. Still. The yeah. guy that looks like he's the baddest man right. in the squared circle that night. But you're right. saying to use him. Well, to- I, I think kids maybe, or nowadays, the, the younger generations that are up and coming in their 1920s or whatever, that are thinking like, this is what boxing is. It's yeah. the flash. It's the money team. It's, uh, And maybe that's been a turnoff for them. Maybe that's been a turnoff of one in a million shots. Because I, th- I think it's hard to keep that reputation at, at like Mayweather. I mean, even if you get somebody that's really good and you're flashy, eventually someone's going to knock you out. If you stand right. there, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the flash thing really hasn't been. I mean, you know, Mayweather's just. Well, like like Oscar. The, the uh, Oscar, one. towards yeah. as he started to face people, I Corte. Mm-hmm. I mean, as he started to face, I mean, amazing contenders. Mm, real guys. You know, stay away from them. <laughs> Don't, mm-hmm. These guys are so damn good. Mm-hmm. They will knock you out. Yeah. No, so the uh, best is tag and move, tag and move, tag yeah. and move. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. the boxing audience, we want to see chingasos, right. man. Yeah, yeah. We want to see toe to toes. At the end, the guy... Not as he's fading away, raise his hands as he's the champ, mm. but the guy that was still willing to move him yeah. forward. Right. And then he's going to be rained with booze if he does that too. Yeah. I mean, the thing about like, uh, you know, obviously everyone, everyone loves a fight, right? Like everyone wants to watch boxing and watch, walk, you know, the end of Rocky, like every time they watch a boxing mm. match, you know, and like... The, Somebody the, the, go um, down like eight times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky not, got knocked down hey, like ten hey, times. Yeah, exactly. When, when, when you hear when, gah, gah, gah. When, when you hear the when you hear when they hit the, the canvas. Yeah. What is that? The ten second. Yeah, the ten. Yeah, ten second mark. Yeah, all that means is okay, guys. Pretend like you want to beat each other up now. The other what? Two minutes yeah, and uh, fifty seconds. 50 seconds. Yeah. You've been uh, you know uh, exhibitioning each other. Yeah. Now do it for the judges. Yeah. That's what that that sound when they hit so, the, the canvas. So hurry up. Like okay, guys, yeah. show the judges you're the best fighter. Yeah. So start well, hitting each other. Even when we watch fights together, or he has a like a boxing party. There's people that say like this was a crappy fight. Like, man, why yeah. did we come? And he's like, actually, this was a pretty good fight. And I'm yeah. like, uh, nobody got knocked out. <laughs> That's the thing is that it's it's everyone wants that Rocky fight, and not all fights are like that. And the thing about Floyd is that, like, Floyd did the best for himself in his career. Like, he's. Mm-hmm. Floyd's going to be healthy. Floyd's going to be able to think straight until he's old, until some other national, you know, some uh, some other natural disaster happens. Like Floyd isn't going to end up like, you know, Ollie, you know, like even even if you listen to Tyson now, like, yeah, like Holyfield, like some of these guys, like everyone forgets punchy, that. Punchy, you know what yeah. I mean? Like everyone forgets like what these guys, like Metric Taylor, who who had that fight with uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, where Chavez knocked him out with like two seconds left. Like he's bad now. He's like, you can't understand like what he said because he talks like that, and that's like, you know, like that's how he talks like, like that's well, how bad he is. At the end of the day, you're getting hit, and your little brain that's sitting in liquid suspended in your cabeza in your yeah. skull—not supposed to be it, rocked around. It's being yeah. smashed against <laughs> yeah. the wall. 
Yeah. You know, and how many times did you do that in training since you were eight or nine or 12 or 15 years old? How many times did you get hit? Even if it didn't knock you out, maybe gave you stars, mm-hmm. you got lightheaded. Concussed. You know, I mean, it, it is, it is. So, yeah, these guys, when they go in there, they've built their bodies mm-hmm. as athletes and we wanted that's why we cheered them as right. gladiators yeah. they looked it yeah, yeah. there was no yeah. even the heavyweights even if they looked yeah. a little kind of like you know maybe had a little flab on them they still look like monsters guys yeah they look like superheroes you figure us. now we're you know an nfl player gets dinged up you know gets up gets wobbly he's concussion protocol right away and maybe mm-hmm. out of the game till next week or if not more yeah boxing is trying they're you're in front of someone who's trying to concuss you, <laughs> you know, and you can get concussed, fall down, wake up, and you have 10 seconds. You could get it together. You're going at it again. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so that's what it is. That's the name of the game. So, like, what Floyd did, I mean, I agree. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing. I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of but Towards the end, I wasn't even buying Floyd's fights anymore. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I was getting them. You know, I was either going to people's friends house and being like i'm not pitching in but i'll buy a 24 pack because <laughs> none of my money's going to this fight because there was a point in floyd's career where he just he wasn't fighting real competition anymore like guys he was doing it for really payday busy. yeah and, and i understand that because you know you got to rob the bank like you know who's who's taking care of alfredo but see, Benitez he, right now but see like, he doesn't say that see that's the thing i think where people in the boxing community probably fell shortchanged the true boxing community mm-hmm. that knew what boxing really is you know, it is that thing of being the, to find out who the better fighter I, is. I agree. Not I, technician. I, yeah, they, they I, beca- I wish I wish he was a little more honest about like, you know, not that he's not necessarily fighting the best competition that he can. Because I I completely agree with that. But the way he fights, I mean, it's it's self preservation. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't have to get hit back, then why? Why would I want to do it? It's like, well, it's kind of, it's funny because it's, it's like the logical man, like you, like us as, you know, maybe family man or like mm-hmm. people with families and kids or just brothers and sisters, whatever. We would all be like, yeah, I want to hit somebody and not get hit. Mm-hmm. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to hit somebody and not get hit and make millions of dollars. Like, of course, like the logical yeah. person, any, any logical person would be like, yeah, I want to do that. But Put as me in a there fan, with the blind guy, yeah. you know what? I, but, but as a fan, you're kind of like, well, no, I want to see a fight. Like I paid fifty bucks, I paid sixty bucks, whatever it is. I want to see putasos. I want to see that's people how like you should be. I mean, even if we talk about Corrales or you mm-hmm. know Barrera, you know, back in the day. Oh yeah, that wasn't uh, even that long ago. It, yeah, that that was like these these guys weren't gonna try to win by decision they're like yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna knock you out as soon as yeah. I can Muhammad Ali man yeah. he saw he saw people in their prime he yeah. didn't wait for them to get run down yeah. I'm not no. gonna say Oscar and Chavez but you yeah. know what I mean yeah. or they, towards <laughs> the end of their career let me go beat them up right. um, as they're going to retirement yeah. home no, it's a I different mean, mentality for sure like I, I I definitely prefer the triple G mentality of like yo give me the best person and I want to pound the crap out of them in their prime until, yeah give me their best at their best and I want to pound the crap out of them until like I, I, I show that I was a better man and like, then you run the risk of losing but it's true <laughs> that real real you know risk I mean? of getting your then you actually kicked. lose and, and it's true like like one shot changes lives in boxing or you, know you could I mean? just look like the I, I don't remember what fight it was at canelo where he just looked incompetent out there like he could not get it together but the fighter had a, i can't remember who it was that had him figured out and i think that's the thing is like mosley and oscar mm. Mm-hmm. Anytime they fight, Mosley will beat him 100% of the time. I thought 
he De La Hoya has, won the second fight. But I don't know. Maybe that was my Chicano-ness. Because <laughs> that was super like, yo, we won. Right? But, 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 but there you have a kid from Pomona. Right. right? Yeah, Mostly. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. You know, so they, they, there is stories yeah. behind yeah, these yeah. guys. Oscar from East L.A. Right. Mom sold tamales. God yeah. bless her soul. Yeah. Uh, who passed away to get him to the Olympics. Yeah. So there's these great backstories to these guys. And maybe like you were saying earlier, the UFC, they don't develop that enough. But I don't know yeah. if it's maybe they don't realize, hey, storytelling right. is what makes people buy the forty dollar t shirt. Right. It does. Right. It does. Well, what, what is it what is the the show that comes out before the fight? Um what's the you know when there's the big fights and then they have the twenty four seven? Yeah, twenty four seven. They yeah. build on those backstories and yeah. the no, cameras but, follow them around. But but see, but that's right before the fight. But what I'm saying is is when 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 uh we know the stories in boxing mm. It's not like you'd find out about it, you know, yeah. there's magazines or maybe now, I don't know if they probably do it online, oh, yeah. um, but the, the, the information's out there, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's not like the last minute afterthought. Yeah. But, and I think that's what you kind of bank on too. And when, when there's a fight, you, you want to get the backstories to put on your channel. You want to get the yeah. nitty gritty. Yeah, Speaking yeah, no, of your channel, sure. I'm going to pull up um, oh, a yeah. little so if you guys want to see he has a channel on youtube hey, um, stuff. hey that one video is doing pretty good i didn't, I didn't realize that kia it's ko artist sports um so you'll see the image up and uh, i was looking at some of them and actually i will try to play the video i'll see how good i am at my technology today <laughs> i will pull up a video so that video the one right there the the one that i have that one this one so that's um Towards the end of it, that, so that that guy's a middleweight contender right now. His name is Jamal Charlo, and he, he right now he's currently calling out like Triple G and Canelo, right? So at one point he said, if you go to like towards the end of the video, it's it's kind of funny because he was doing a an an interview with a Spanish uh, newscaster, and he's like, oh, I love Mexico, and you know, like I, I had like let me do this interview, you know, they were trying to leave, <clears throat> and so we're kind of fought, walking and talking with him as he's leaving. And so someone says, oh, you like you, you like Mexico? And then I, I ask him about the meat in Mexico because, you know, Canelo oh, yeah. tested positive <laughs> with the meat in Mexico. So the end of that video is pretty funny. Actually. All right. I'll put it on. So you remember, you could check this out. This is the title of this video is LOL must watch meat in Mexico had me feeling I don't know what. But let's see if I'm <laughs> just go to like the last like 30 seconds of it. There's a little ad playing, but I'll get through that yeah. and we'll watch the video. Like the last like thirty seconds of it should not. This is a, oh, that's my people Fino boxing right there. Don't know why I didn't show it. Let me see. Oh, that that's uh. Yeah, let's see. This isn't it, right? Just kind of click in the middle of the video, like on the red line at the bottom. There you go, like right there. That should be good, right there. Right here, I'll put it at two o four. They, they see you having fun. They follow you. Oh, and talk to us about inside right there. You were saying that you love Mexico. Man, I really do love Mexico. Like, every time I go to Mexico, every vacation in Mexico has been fun. I, I love Mexico. Like, like You eat the steak there? Huh? You, you eat the, the steak, steak there? there? Steak? Right. The steak? The, the meat. meat. I ain't gonna lie. I did have a little steak in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that shit got me feeling good. <laughs> hey, thank you. Uh, good good job, sir. Appreciate have a good one. All right, see y'all, His name's Jamal Charlo. He's a monster, right. man. And like, like Triple G and Canelo will be avoiding this guy for the next like two years or so. So you know, there a- you have this fighter, and you know you're getting access to people. And th- this is what's it like for you? Because here's a video, and I'll pull it up. 
uh, with the legendary trainer who's also suffering from, I can't Parkinson's. remember, Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Freddie Roach. This, I'm pretty sure you know about it, Triple G, Canelo, the rematch. So shout out to my cameraman, he actually covered this for me. He never asked and, uh, questions. What did you think about the scorecard? I thought Triple G won the first fight. And it was, um, you know, like, uh, they call it a job, but I thought Triple G won, won the fight. And uh, the thing is, um, I had my uh, surgery. Maybe Canelo might be too fast and maybe too, a little bit too mobile. Yeah, Freddie always talks shit. I love Freddie. So there you are. You guys got him in the um, at his gym. Yeah, no, it, gym. It's, it's crazy, man. Because I obviously I'm, I'm a fan of these guys first, right? Like mm-hmm. I've, I've been a fan for years, and so I, I still like uh, you know I'm, I'm just under three years in it, and like um, I'm still like I, I kind of peek out from outside of the camera sometimes, and just like wow, like this is cool, like yeah. this is just th- there's you have a like a fanboy, a fanboy moment occasionally, yeah. <laughs> what, what's been the biggest one when you met somebody <clears throat> that you're like, oh my god, I just like peed on myself? <laughs> uh, let me see. Or got aroused. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to. Don't think. tell me the kitchen utensils. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I will see. cut that out of this podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know really. There, there wasn't like a like a oh crap like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've, I've been around. Our eyes locked. High we school. had a moment. Know, yeah. He saw me. Oh, I, Ber- Bernard and I are, are pretty cool. Bernard and I and, and Bernard Hopkins. Bernard Hopkins, like the executioner. The, yeah, yeah. The executioner. The Mexi, yeah, <laughs> all of it, yeah. <laughs> there was one time where I asked him, so, oh, he was going to retire. It was a retirement fight. And, you know, fighters are crazy. Like, you have to be a little crazy to be a fighter. You have to be a little crazy to, like, choose a, a profession where someone's going to try to hit you, you know? <laughs> and so... um so he was going to retire and I remember asking him like like what is it that you're going to miss the the least about like boxing and he kind of looked at me he was like are you serious? And I was like, yeah. He's like, getting hit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I was kind of, I, I was actually surprised just because I've had fighters who like, like getting hit. Who yeah. tell me they're like, yeah, like I like it. I like the confrontation. Like I like the battle, you know? I like kitchen utensils yeah. too. <laughs> and so it was just kind of cool because he put his arm around me. He was just like, he's like this guy. And he starts talking to another, another fighter, another prospect. He's like, you're going to know this guy when you're coming up because that kid was like a prospect, right? He's like, he's like, he's always the guy with the hat. Like you always see, he's like, the hat might change color but he's always wearing a hat or whatever so that was kind of a cool moment that i was like oh this is neat i will say one of the cool two of the cool stories that where i realized i was like not necessarily the person but i was just like holy crap like this is cool was on a a saturday night i got an email i was only a year into it i think and i got an email from uh one of the the publicists that worked for triple g Mm -hmm. they were like hey triple g is going to be throwing out the first pitch at dodger Dodger stadium tomorrow do you want to go and I was kind of like, I'm telling you, I was only a year in. I'm kind of like, yeah, like, like, like I was very kind of, kind of what we spoke about earlier, like, um, like, like, should I ask? Should I not? Kind of, you know, like, mm-hmm. like the worst I could say is no type of thing, you know. And I just didn't feel I was like big time enough to like to cover that. Yeah. But I got the email right, so I'm like, well, let me like email back. Like, yeah, I'll go and within five minutes. Cool, Steven, you're on the list. I got you. I was like, oh, okay, crap, you know. And I, it's funny because I don't like working on Sundays. That's like my day. Like, leave me the hell alone. Like, fights are mm-hmm. done on Saturday. Like, I'll finish. And then, you know, like, like Sunday's my day, you know. 
but it was a Sunday. I was like, all right, cool. Let's, I was like, all right, well, I got in. So it was just neat because I'm literally coming up like the main entrance through, through you were on the stadium. Field. Yeah. I end up like going through the VIP parking. I'm like, oh, my name is, you know, and I'm like, a lot of the time media doesn't get like, you know, parking and mm -hmm. things like that. So I was like, oh, like, oh, my name's Steven Gooden. You know, like, am you know, I on the list? He was like, oh, yeah, I got you. VIP parking, go all the way to the top, park at the top. It was the closest I've ever been to Dodger Stadium parking. I parked and I was eight eight cars away from like stepping onto where the stadium's at, right? So I was like, oh, wow. So I get up there, go up to the window. Oh, I'm, you know, media, she gives us the thing. We go down the elevator. We're like in the bowels of like Dodger Stadium. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. you know, Tommy Lasorda stuff, like mm -hmm. Fernando Venezuela, like all black mm -hmm. and white pictures. I'm, I'm just like recording everything like, yo, this is pretty neat, you know? So we kind of come up and we come up and we're field level already. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh man, this is, and so like, I, you know, I've never been down there. Like I've never mm -hmm. been that close before. And literally they just, we, we walk down a couple steps and boom, I'm on the field. And I'm looking up to where the seats, you know, I'm normally at. I'm like, man, like it's just, it, that was incredible. And so I ended up interviewing Triple G, like standing on like home plate at Dodger Stadium. Mm. So that was one of those cool, like, wow, this is neat. You know, yeah. like, well, this is real. Like, this is this is pretty cool. Like that, that I made. Blue heaven do. on earth, man. Yeah, yep. that was pretty neat. The second one was not as like i guess popular but you know like when you watch like old ollie footage mm -hmm. and you hear like kind of all the yelling in the gym like rumble in the jungle like you know like or like you know rumble mm -hmm. young man rumble ah like everyone kind of yelling yeah, yeah, in that yeah, yeah. that whole like heavyweight atmosphere you know mm -hmm. of like like the the whole gangs mm -hmm. there and all that um and i i watched the deontay wilder uh workout and he's slamming the mitts. He's hitting the mitts, and you hear like you you hear power the when crack, you're in the gym. Yeah. You hear the like the thud on the pads, and you're just like shit. Like, and and you're you're you know you're next to these people. Like, mm -hmm. so you're like wow. Like, imagine getting hit by this. It's just it's kind of a crazy experience like that. And sure enough, someone starts yelling like, you know, the baddest man on the planet. And then you know everyone, <laughs> ah, you know, everyone's like yeah, like oh, you can't stop it. You know, yeah. Deontay's getting into. He's like they can't stop me. They can't stop me. You know, and it's just like all that. And it was. Where it was, was just one of those um it was at a gym in uh, the valley oh. it was at the the watson gym. it was the hype but it was just yeah. it was like you were in it you know what i mean it was like yo like i felt like i was like ali boom my age like you know what i mean i was like yo this is crazy so that that was pretty cool there, there's been some pretty neat moments that that i'm definitely like i kind of peek my head out the camera like yo it's pretty cool that i'm here yeah, yeah. I, I, you, you can't lose that so you have your youtube channel um wh what do you want to see what do you want to do with your youtube channel where do you see your youtube channel going in the coverage because you're covering fights you're going right. behind the scenes press conferences uh getting access to them where do you see right. the future of your youtube channel going? um the goal is, is to kind of be you know like just fans main source of of uh for like fight sports you know what i mean i i want to be able to start covering ufc um, I, I kind of want the, the channel to get to a point where I have, you know, staff in different, you know, mm. states and countries or whatever. And, and to where we're all contributing content where it's, it's kind of your one-stop shop for, you know, anything fight related. You know what I mean? Yeah. That That's kind of the goal. Like the, news, like a news source. Right. Yeah. So like right now, I guess kind of the immediate goal is just for it to, and, and luckily this year, like I've, I've been more profitable more recently. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping by the end of this year to kind of just be profitable enough to where I don't like need to work other jobs. I, I work like, uh, you know, another mm -hmm. job right now. Um, but yeah, the goal is to, to, to where it gets to a point where I could just like sustain monetarily wise, like just on that alone. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously the, the ultimate goal is to kind of yeah get to be like the number one source for like your kind of your your boxing, you know, or MMA like yeah. information. You, know? you can get some merchandise out there. Mm hmm. 
Yeah, get some. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, maybe I'll, need, I need maybe I'll get a model some for ideas me. for that. I need will, Elliot a model for me. <laughs> is that shirtless or? Uh, I can't deny or agree to that. <laughs> will kitchen utensils be involved? Is what I want to. I hope know. not. Definitely not. Definitely not. All right. So where, where can they find you at? So um, all my stuff is the same. It's uh, well, YouTube is the main thing that I put all. YouTube has all my content. So. Mm-hmm. Um, just just start searching uh, KO artist like knockout artist uh, sports on YouTube and um, actually I I, used, I uh, went to the Apple Store yesterday and just kind of went to see where my videos were doing and actually yeah I just started putting KO artist and, and my channel came up so mm-hmm. um, but it's yeah YouTube.com slash KO artist sports and uh, all my stuff's on there instagram facebook all it's all uniform ko artist sports yeah artist. the only thing that's different is like my snapchat it's ko artist uh i i i but other than that yeah it's all it's all ko can we get sports. a boxing ring in here <laughs> <laughs> we could have maybe a little no holes barred here <laughs> yeah um so what man you had a good time yeah man it was fun man thank you thank you for inviting me i appreciate it yeah it was, it was cool it was good learning about you know so many people around the world you know they they're into different things and i think to whether it's men and even women now because ufc and yeah. different mma organizations now women are coming into it they try to come into boxing right. you know and i'm a big fan of anybody that wants to compete and put their heart into it right. go for it man yeah uh, i don't think this is an only boys club type deal right. yeah, yeah. Uh, i think those days have long gone for and, sure and passed yeah. um so i think it should be a thing of equality and mm-hmm. i think it's good to see like people like oscar who's now become a promoter with golden right. he has his own golden boy Pro- uh, productions or promotions promotions yeah um you know it's good to see minorities now mm-hmm. becoming the ones that are yeah holding charge. the yeah. pulling the, the strings yeah, yeah so to me that's i'm very you know and i hope that you know these accusations aren't true uh yeah, or allegations yeah um, because i want to see people succeed right. in, in what they're doing uh, and, and because i know he gives a lot back to the community he does he, he he really doesn't get a lot of credit for that like every every thanksgiving every christmas he does a turkey giveaway for yeah. christmas he does a toy giveaway throughout the year he does like two three like he just sets up boxing gyms i mean he, he could do a tequila gives- giveaway here i mean i am yeah, totally hey, fine you know what i mean Got some i'll be here we could put a tap for tequila <laughs> you know what i mean um uh, mr yeah. de la Hoya, i'll call him yeah <laughs> uh, but um yeah do you have a good time ali i always have a good time yeah had a few beers it might be my last time but oh uh, whatever there's no big this guy. guy. i don't know if i'll be invited <laughs> back <laughs> well you know i know it's a long commute uh yeah. you know we had the driver pick you guys up <laughs> and um you know luckily yeah yeah that way you guys uh I, I gotta say man this is a pretty cool setup you got a you got a nice setup here i appreciate you guys have you mm-hmm. having me and and kind of like you said in the to intro your show like i'm definitely all about that find, find what it is that mm-hmm. you're passionate about that's i tell people all the time man like it's it's i i do this for days i work a, an event i'm working 10 12 14 hours a day i'm, I'm struggling to stay awake because mm-hmm. i really want to get my content up i really want to mm-hmm. and, and i'll fall asleep for two hours wake up at 2 a.m work till, till 4 a.m and then wake up at 6 30 and it's mm-hmm. just it's because i love it you know yeah, and, yeah. and i literally don't feel like i'm working like i'm i'm i mean yeah you get burned out it is a mental strain and all that stuff like i you know i, I will say the last since single the mile i had two fights single the mile and that like two week two week stretch was kind of rough but but I love doing it though. Yeah, you know it's not a I job. Mean? Like it's not a job. Like, not like a job. we've been here talking for what an hour, hour and a half, something like that. An hour like, and forty minutes. Yeah, and it's it's you know, just could have easily 
been a show I put on, on put on my on my um, on my YouTube, you know. And I've done that before. I've, I've caught myself. I, do, I go live on whenever some news is happening or whatever, and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm talking for forty minutes. And I feel like I've been there five minutes, you know. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. honestly, it's if you find something that you love doing, put put your heart into it, do what you can. I mean, like I said, there's excuses to not do. There's a million excuses not to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's and and, and it, but if you choose that that option that that makes you do it, it's 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 all it's all worth it yeah you know no it's good it's good to see you have a passion for what you yeah. do uh and i'm sure you'll succeed uh thank you man. Thank and the opportunities it sounds like you you know you're on the right path or else there would be nothing going for you i'm trying yeah uh, man, you know well, and yeah. so anyways but i've had a good time here with the guys make fun. sure you check them out at ko artists you can find them on all social media platforms yeah, on youtube KO sports uh, i'd like to thank you for coming by ellie i'd like to thank you for being here once again so um remember folks you can check us out at gentlemensavenue.com forward slash the lodgecast you can find these on iTunes, Google Play, uh, social media on Instagram, at LodgeCast. So until the next time, be well, my friends. Thank you. Thank you.